0: We Went Blues is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. I know a lot of my friends are Blues fans, and they like to get last-minute tickets to Blues games and come down and sit in the lower bowl. By the way, the lower bowl is just looking absolutely terrific with these new seats this year. So they come down for the Blues games, Barrett, I know, is a huge fan of Taylor Swift, so he's going to look at her concert schedule and see when she's coming to St. Louis and get tickets uh, for him and his friends. Uh, but you can get either sports tickets or concert tickets, anything you want, from the Game Time app. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in Google Play or the App Store and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Mm-hmm. This is episode 15 of We Went Blues, Jeremy Rutherford and Barrett Jackman. And Barrett, I was, uh, I'm was i in the Enterprise Center press box recording with you today and just had one of the guys walk by and say he listens to the podcast. So uh, two people out there, right?
1: Yeah, your mom and uh, that guy that walked <laughs> by, so it's that's, uh, that's not too bad.
0: So a little bit of a following, hopefully we can build that up, and uh, this is the Monday free Podcast, uh, so you don't have to be an athletics su- subscriber to get us on Mondays. That's uh, wherever you can get your podcast. But on Friday, and uh, we're going to ramp up the interviews as the season goes along and get some more special guests. We'll have Barrett see if we can line some of those up, and you'll want to be an athletic subscriber uh, to be able to hear those. So look forward to uh, the Friday podcast as well if you're an athletic subscriber. Well, Barrett, we've got an offense to talk about, or I should say, a lack of offense with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, They've now lost three in a row, uh, coming off a loss uh, just a couple days ago. They'll be back in action against uh, Tampa Bay Tuesday night. They're going to have to uh, quit gripping the sticks, it looks like. Uh, I have some numbers here, Barrett, that I broke down. Since Vladimir Tarasenko was injured on October 24th, and we all know he underwent the shoulder surgery after that, the overall scoring has gone down. With him in the lineup in the first 10 games of the year, uh, 3.2 goals for and without them, it's dropped to 2.73. But I think where this is a bigger deal, as you can attest, is uh, even strength. With them, uh, they were 2.4 goals per game, even strength. Without them, it's dipped to 1.73. So pretty obvious that number 91 makes a big difference in that department, and they're going to have to pick up the slack. Yeah, Vladdy's such a dangerous threat. And. Uh... Uh,
1: when he's on the ice he just has so many eyes on him that uh, some of those other guys get open and get uh, different looks but uh, for them especially with Tampa coming in a very uh, very potent uh, high scoring offense they're gonna have to score some goals and and uh, play great defense as well and uh, you know that might be the you know the turnaround that they're going to need to do is is play better defense knowing that they're not going to get as many uh, as many goals so um. Yeah, but you know, some of those guys are gonna have to step up, and uh, you know, we talk about the depth, and it's gonna have to come from everybody. Um, you know, the the fourth line is gonna have to start chipping in, and and uh, the third and second, and and you know, right up and down the lineup, and the and the D is gonna have to, uh, you know, a big be a big part of that as well. So, all around, uh, I think everybody needs to step up and and uh, you know, start getting. Uh, you know, getting those opportunities and then bury them when they uh, when they do. I think they've uh, they struggle. So, you know, they get their looks, but they're uh, they're not putting the puck in the back of the net.
0: And Jax, it's pretty obvious to uh, fans and media. You see a team that's without its superstar Vladimir Tarasenko, or you talk about Washington and, and Ovechkin, or, or or Pittsburgh and Sidney Crosby. And then you look at the numbers and you're not surprised that they're down since that player, that all-star, is out of the lineup. But, you know, take us onto the ice. What's it like you go into Pittsburgh, they're without Sidney Crosby, and you guys are defending that offense. Obviously, it's a little bit easier without uh, number 87 on the ice. uh, But defensively, strategically, what are you doing that allows you to do a better job on the group?
1: Uh, you know, I I think it starts with, uh, you know, taking care of the puck, um, you know, not giving, uh, you know, the, the freebies, uh, uh, you know, like Bennington mishandling the puck the other night and, and, uh, you know, having that, that open net or, uh, you know the Falk drop pass to uh, to a you know to a breakaway, and you know limiting uh, opportunities like that um, you know really uh, goes a long ways, and and uh, making the other team earn their uh, their scoring chances. But um, you know I, I remember back in uh, two thousand eight two thousand nine, we had uh, we had a couple big injuries. Uh, I think Paul Korea played eleven games that year. Um, you know, McDonald was only like 45 or 46 games and, and Osh, you know, missed a, a bunch of time, but, you know, so we knew that we had to, uh, you know, kind of be a, uh, a collective team. And I think, uh, uh, Brad Boyce had 70 points that year and the next guy, uh, was, was 50. And so, you know, it, it was really, it was tightening down defensively and, uh, you know, some great goaltending too. Uh, Chris Mason was uh, was unbelievable down the stretch. We ended up sneaking into the playoffs, uh winning two one one nothing, three two and and uh, you know, just uh, just being a stifling uh, you know, defense that uh that, that really uh you know, we, we knew that we weren't gonna score goals, but uh, you know, we put that much more energy into the defense and, you know, this year's blues might have to do that without uh you know, without Vlady.
0: Yeah, and you look at that game. Uh, you mentioned the two miscues the other night. You know, the one came on the power play, but the other one uh, by Bennington, Petrangelo, Barbashev, whoever you want to, you know, point the finger at on that one. Probably a combination. Uh, they've, they, I think they've been tightening down defensively, save for mistakes like that the other night. But they're gonna have to score. Uh, five on five. And, you know, you look at the forwards, Jackson, and the top six in particular, that's who you generally look uh, for for your offense. And the big four, O'Reilly, Perron, Shen, and Schwartz, now with Tarasenko, Listen to some of these numbers. Ryan O'Reilly, last three games, this three-game winless skid for the Blues, no points, he's a minus two. His last four points have been on the power play or OT. His last even strength point was on a Gunnarsson goal, Carl Gunnarsson goal, back on November 2nd. Uh, David Perron won assists in the last three games. His last six points have come on the power play or OT. He hasn't had an even strength point since October 30th against Minnesota. And that even gets a little more alarming with a guy like Braden Shen, who got off to a terrific start. Uh, four of his last seven points have been on the power play. His last even-strength goal was against Los Angeles on October 24th, so that's one of your top goal scorers, and he's struggling in that department. And then Jaden Schwartz, he did have an even-strength goal against Arizona the other night, and three of his four goals this year, Jacks, are uh, even-strength, but you'd like to see him pick up the production as well. So there's four of your big guns, and they're just not getting it done five-on-five.
1: Yeah, uh you know and you you got to look to those guys too. They, you know, they're getting paid the big bucks and uh you know, they've scored in the past and they need to score again and uh um you know, it's it's about the opportunities and they're they're getting opportunities and you know, they're either uh you know putting it into the goalie's pads or or, uh, uh, you know, just not, uh, you know, not hitting the corners that they need to. So uh, it really comes down to, uh, you know, you'd be really worried if they weren't getting opportunities and and uh, yeah, getting frustrated because of that. But they're getting the opportunities and, and you know, they're in a dry spell right now. And, uh, you know, the sooner they can come out of it, the uh, the more success the team will have.
0: Yeah, and I want to talk to you about those opportunities. The Blues, I believe it was 38 shots on goal uh, just a couple nights ago uh, in a loss. So they're getting the the quality. But early in the season, Craig Bruby made a big deal about the quality of shots that he wanted this team taking. He, you know, he didn't want to be at 35, 38 shots if it meant they weren't getting a good looks. So this seems to be in contrast to what he was preaching uh, earlier in the season. We talked to Craig Bruby uh, today after practice, and here's what he had to say. About the Blues' shot selection.
2: Well, generate some five-on-five scoring. Like, you know, um, it's been, you know, it's been down, and uh, we we got to generate more five-on-five five scoring. So, I'm just trying to move a few guys around, and, uh, see if we can get something going. What's missing from the five-on-five five game? Well, you know, we we go over chances all the time, and uh, how we mark them and stuff. And we're doing a good job of getting lots of chances, but I think that we have to execute better on a lot of our grade-A chances. Um, I think, you know, we could hit the net more, bear down a little bit more in those areas. It sounds like a little thing, but it becomes a big thing. Um, The chances are there, uh, but we gotta do a better job of hitting the net and, you know, executing a little bit better.
0: You, shot, shot attempts seem to be no, no, high, yeah, but is it is the percentage of yeah, getting long goal something? It's something about needs shot attempts.
2: That like you, you got to shoot the puck, and, and we all get that. But it's the quality of shots is, is the most important thing.
0: So you can look at it both ways, Jacks. So a lot of times, you get more shots on net. You're going to get the rebounds. You're going to get the dirty goals. But at the same time, if you have that offensive possession, when you want to keep the puck in the ozone. You're going to look for that uh, good shot. It seems like the Blues are just a little bit caught in between right now.
1: Yeah, you know, you got to control the puck. You got to control the play. Uh, when you have the uh, the puck on your stick, you want to make the uh, the defense make mistakes, and and uh, that's by having you know close support. Uh, you know, with your line mates making little plays, uh, little picks and rolls, things like that, and. Uh, you don't want to just be wasting uh wasting shots from uh you know from the corners or bad angles that you know really if you miss the net or you know a goalie makes a good save it it kicks the puck to them and and breaks them out so you want to wear down teams you want to uh you know create opportunities through mistakes uh of the other team and um you know you you don't want to just have shots from the outside that get blocked or or uh you know, non dangerous shots. So, you know, Bribe's he has got something there when he's talking about the uh you know, the quality and and, and uh you know, not just uh, panicking uh when you have the puck and when you're not scoring goals you you no, know, you feel like you have to, uh, you know, shoot the puck from everywhere and hopefully get a lucky bounce. And um, so you got to have a little bit of balance between both of that of of getting pucks uh, and and maybe getting that lucky bounce, but also uh, putting your teammates and, and yourself in a good position to uh, get a high quality scoring chance.
0: Well, Jacks uh, is Craig Bruby panicking after the recent lack of offense, the drought here? He did switch up the lines and you'll want to hear about those. We'll tell him tell you what they were in just a minute, but we do want to hold that thought right now. We want to tell you about Roman. Uh, Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED in all the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started, Jax, it's simple. Go to roman.com slash promo code, which we'll give you in just a minute, and complete an online visit. Uh, erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle but now there's roman complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it just go to getromancom slash blues to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping that's get blues for a free visit to get started get roman.com slash blues well jacks craig bruby did alter his it, line GR, combinations i'm glad you
1: got that taken care of
0: there bud <laughs> yeah we did we made a phone call and uh, we're all straightened out i can attest to this here <laughs> yeah long days at work huh uh, big time yep sorry honey <laughs> yeah my wife was worried when i was calling you honey my, my pod- podcast partner uh but uh, these new lines jacks uh quite a mix-up and uh, we'll talk about what uh, coaches do. They like to keep the pairs together. They don't necessarily break up all three guys, and that's what Craig Berube done here. Uh, but today at practice at Enterprise Center, uh, you've got a line of Jaden Schwartz, Braden Shen, and Tyler Bozak. And, uh, of course, he's keeping Schwartz and Shen together there. Then you've got uh, Sammy Blay, Ryan O'Reilly, and David Perron on that second line. Zach Sanford, Robert Thomas, Oscar Sunquist on the third line. Mackenzie McEachran, Barbasheff, and Costin on the fourth line what's your in, initial impression of the line changes
1: yeah they're, they're trying to do something a little bit different uh you know, when you, you see the dry spell and the, you know those those numbers you listed before, uh, you know those top four guys not really uh, producing five on five. You you know you gotta you know be proactive and and uh, you know change some things. So, you know I, I like the uh, the fact that he's keeping uh, you know Perron and O'Reilly together and and Shen and Schwartz, and uh, now you got the uh, three Saskatchewan boys. So you know there's not gonna be as uh, you know a, a ton of smarts on that line, but they're going to work hard and uh, score some goals, hopefully. Um, but yeah, you know, up and down the lineup, it, it still has that same look of, of, uh, you know some hard work uh some dishes and and hopefully some uh some guys are gonna put the puck in the net and uh I love the cost and is getting another opportunity to uh you know go in there and 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 get some experience and uh you know maybe he'll uh you know have some chemistry with uh, you know those two other young guys that uh you know are are gonna work hard and are uh you know big and strong and and uh create opportunities.
0: Yeah, we want to tell you what Craig Berube had to say about Clem Costin's NHL debut in just a minute. But you look at these uh, top six, the, the top two lines, Schwartz and Shen, we we said, are uh, staying together in O'Reilly and I realize O'Reilly and Perron haven't produced lately in terms of 5-on-5. Five five. We broke down the numbers earlier. But, Jax, uh, you know that chemistry is there. And, uh, you know, we heard David Perron tell us last week when the coach has confidence in you and keeps you with a guy uh, a little bit through thick and thin, that gives uh, these guys Uh, Yeah, that confidence to go out there and, and try to do what they were doing earlier in the season. So, you know, I just think three games, it's probably not time to panic yet and break up a duo that's been so successful like that. And I'm sure David Prahn feels the same way.
1: Yeah. And, you know, three games, uh, you know, drought, but, uh, you know, those, those five on five numbers that you did mention are a little bit uh, concerning, but, uh, you know, I, I like Sammy Blay being on that line too. He's, uh, he's very skilled. I think he, he thinks the game like those other two uh, do as well. And, um, but Perron and, uh, and uh, O'Reilly, uh you know have that chemistry and have uh you know on and off the ice that uh, you know it seems like they're uh, you know they're really meshing well and 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 i think they're gonna you know get back to it i think perron you know with that shot and o'reilly with his creativity and then you know sammy blay with his uh, you know physicality and uh you know his his uh, his motor i think is really going to help uh help that line out again.
0: And Tyler Bozak, he's going to move up to the the line with Shannon Schwartz and play on the right side. He's been primarily a center throughout his entire career with Toronto and then in St. Louis when he was signed as a free agent. He was that third-line center all of uh, last year, but uh, these forwards are versatile. They can play on the wing. Uh, Bozak's a veteran. He can certainly do it. Uh, Craig Burby mentioned that he's played Bozak on that top line in the third period of games, but now he wants to give them an opportunity uh, to start together, you got to believe that, uh, Bozak's capable of playing that position.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's a really good player. He's, uh, uh, defensively, uh, sound and, and I think he's going to do, uh, you know, really pay attention to details when it comes to, uh, you know, being on the wing. Um, you know, I, I think Shen, uh, you know, will we'll be able to talk. He, he's, he seems like he's very vocal on the ice, and I think they'll get to, uh, you know, help each other out in the, uh, you know, on, and getting that chemistry and, and getting the positioning down. But, uh, you know, you might be looking at a couple different draws where Bozak might be uh, at center or Shen, uh, you know, all depends on, uh, you know, how the night's going in the faceoff circle. So, I, you know, uh, that Bozak on the, on the wing is uh, is, is not going to be a huge stretch for him.
0: Well, Jax, if they work as hard as the people who are working down here at the Enterprise Center today, we apologize for all the background noise, but uh, you wouldn't believe all the work that's going on down here uh, getting ready for tomorrow night's game. You got uh, Jim Schmucke down there working on the uh, the ice right around the, the, <laughs> the outer portion there, and I'm telling you, this uh, machine <laughs> is something else. So we do apologize for the noise. Uh, you know, with... Uh, you talked about the Saskatoon line there. We'll call it the Sasky line with Shen Schwartz and Bozak. I guess we need to wait until they do something before we start getting cute with the name, right? Yeah, it's it's the
1: Saskatchewan line, just so you get that right. <laughs> Saskatoon is in Saskatchewan. But, um, yeah, no, we're, uh, you know, that's where I played my junior hockey in uh, Regina, Saskatchewan. And, uh, you know, it's it's known as a very hardworking uh you know kind of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of farmers in that uh, province and uh, you know those three guys are uh, meat and potatoes uh, type players that uh, work their butts off and uh, so we'll uh, we'll wait and uh, make sure they're together for more than one game
0: to uh, start calling them uh, the old Saskies. There you go and Robert Thomas he was uh, a center in his uh, junior career and obviously when they Drafted him. They intended for him to be a center jacks, uh, but uh, getting his feet wet in the NHL the first year and a half He's been playing a lot of wing and and very well did a very good job uh, last year with both Maroon and and Bozak Uh, But now they're going to get a look at uh, Thomas in the middle with these line combinations You knew it was going to happen at some point uh, This season you probably figured it would be an injury that would lead to them finally making that move uh, to Thomas in the middle uh, that's what's happened with a number of injuries, Tarasenko and Steen. I'm looking forward to seeing Robert Thomas in the middle.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched him play in junior, uh, playing center. and. Uh, he's just so smart. Uh, he just sees, he sees plays, uh, ahead of most people, uh, around him. And, uh, he was almost, uh, you know, too smart and, and, and too, uh, uh, you know, too ahead for, uh, for the guys that he was playing with in junior, but, um, drafted as a centerman and, and, you know, the, they saw that, uh, you know, they needed the depth in the, uh, in the middle and, uh, to, to really have a, uh, I uh, have a great lineup, and um, you know, you look at all those guys. There's a lot of centermen, uh, natural centermen on the uh, on the team, and and Thomas, uh, you know, moving from the wing to centers is going to give him more responsibility and, and get more touches with the puck. And uh, I think he's ready for it, and uh, you know, it's going to be fun to uh, to fun to watch him, and and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you can get the puck to, to Sunny and, and Sanford, and and uh, you know, get uh, get a little jump out of uh, you know those. Teams Two wingers.
0: And Jacks, if you're a fan who's thinking, uh, you know, oh great, they're going to give him a game, maybe two, look at center for Robert Thomas. Have no fear, Craig Bruby said after practice today that this is something they want to take an extended look at and give him uh, multiple games uh, in the middle. And you got to believe that uh, with his experience there and and how he has looked his first uh, year and a half on the job, that he'll be able to take that and run with it. So this isn't a deal where if it you know doesn't work for one game. They're going to go back to the old lines and put Thomas on the wing. So I'm sure he's excited uh, to hear that. One guy, Jax, who will be in the lineup tomorrow night against Tampa Bay, and it didn't look like it for a couple hours, was Oscar Sundquist. Uh, he did have a hearing yesterday with the player safety department, and you thought, uh, you know, I, I don't think that you or I probably thought he was going to get suspended, but there was that possibility when he, when he had his hearing. Uh, but they announced afterwards, a couple hours later, that he would just be fined. First of all, what did you think of the play? Did you think it was suspendable?
1: Um, you know, it's tough. Uh I don't think it was suspendable. I, I think it was one of those things where he was almost trying to avoid uh the contact and uh, you know, the goalie just kind of, you know, after he, he moved the puck, he moved towards the boards, which uh, you, you would think, uh, as a forechecking, uh, uh, you know, opponent, that you're gonna, you know, try and and, and squeeze by and down the boards, and, and that's what Sonny did. He he tried to jump out of the way and avoid him, and and you know, they just ended up uh, going going the same direction, and you know, I think the fine, the seven thousand three hundred ninety-two dollars and. 47 cents uh is a uh, uh you know i think it was the only reason that that was done was probably because of the suspension and uh in the playoffs last year in the finals and then uh you know with the hit to the head and it was a goaltender you know i think that same play happens to uh to a d-man i don't think it was suspension but they're trying to protect their uh you know their stars and their uh uh goaltenders and and you know that's uh you know, the only reason I think he he ended up getting uh,
0: fine uh, the way he did. Yeah, I think you're bang on there with the suspension last year in the playoffs and then also the fact that it was a goaltender. Um, and the other thing I thought of, I don't know the rules here, I'd have to look it up, Jax, but, you know, if you have a hearing and then – uh, Sunquist goes into the hearing and explains himself and you know let's just say they're, they're listening and they say you know what you're right you make a good point uh, we're not going to suspend you don't they almost have to find you I mean I just couldn't see a situation where you have a hearing and then you get off scot-free
1: yeah uh, I kind of think that's what, what it was I um you know George Peros uh, does a great job with the suspensions. It's a you know it's the one job that uh, you know most people don't really want. Uh, I know Ray Whitney is, uh, uh, and uh, I think it's Stefan Quintel are, are both on that board as well. But uh, you know ultimately George Peros is the one that has the uh, uh, has the final say. And you know they're they're looking at everything. I've seen the videos and I've seen uh, the conversations that they've had uh, amongst uh, themselves and and going over. Uh, you know, different suspensions, and it's, you know, it's not just a cut and dry, it's not black and white, there's a lot of, uh, you know, different things that go into it, and and that's, uh, you know, for him to have the hearing, and, you know, Sonny is, you know, he's a lovable guy, so maybe they uh, they talked to him and and said, hey, you know, $7,000, and and here you go, and, uh, you know, have your uh, your
0: teammates pick up your meals for the next, uh, you know, month or so. And so, Coston will be on the third line uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday, against uh, Tampa. Clem Costin who played on the third line a couple nights ago, will be on the fourth line with uh, McEachern and Barbashef. We spoke to Craig Bruby after practice today, and here's what he had to say about Clem Koston's debut.
2: Same thing I see after watching it on tape. I thought, you know, he just brings a kind of an element that we like. He's a big guy, finishes his checks. And he, can, he can skate and shoot. Goes to the net. So, you know, for his first team, I thought he
0: did a good job. I really did. Uh, I'd like to see him again. And Jacks uh, Craig Bruby, after that, went on to say that, uh, you know, last week they just needed an emergency player. Uh, Costin was up for that reason. This is no longer a situation where you just need the extra body. It looks like Clem Costin's going to be a part of this team uh, for the at least the immediate future here. And I think he deserves it uh, based on that game the other night. It looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, uh you know he's a big strong kid. Uh I thought 2 years ago he might uh, you know he might have a chance just with uh, all the tools that he has uh, to possibly, you know, play some games and, and make the team, but um you know he you know watching in the American League 2 years ago, he he did have a lot of learning to do uh on both sides of the ice, but uh he's 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 got the the shot he's got the size he's got the skating and uh it's the consistency that they really want to see out of him and uh the other night he he did a great job he he didn't look uh out of place and you know and that was you know his first game where he got the nerves and the jitters and all that so uh you know i'm I'm really happy that the coaches uh are going to give him another look and and give him another game and and uh you know let him be a little bit more comfortable and and uh you know, this is his audition. This is an opportunity to, uh, you know, take advantage of uh, uh, of some injuries. And, and I would love uh, for him to take a hold of that and,
0: you know, and, and fight for that spot uh, and staying up. And if you get a chance, you're an Athletic subscriber, uh, check out the site today. I put up a story after speaking to uh, Clem and uh, his father, who doesn't speak in English, but Clem did the translating for us. Uh, his dad was able to make it in town the other night for – Clem's debut I mean this is a big deal this is a father son who made the trek to San Antonio and uh, they're doing this for Clem's future his NHL future and for his dad to sit here in section 119 at enterprise the other night and watch his son uh, play pretty well Uh, some interesting fun things they had to say after the game about how excited they were uh, for the debut, and how much work is ahead for, for Clem Costin. So that's at the theathletic.com. Uh, Jack, you touched on the fact earlier that uh, the Blues are going to have to score some goals because Tampa Bay, 3.71 goals per game. Uh, they lead the league. Uh, Justin Bourne of The Athletic did a great story the other day, and we don't need to get into the depths of it, but just scratch the surface here in the remaining time left here uh, in the podcast, is uh, in trying to be ahead, this was the headline, in trying to be ahead of the curve, did the Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs Go too far down the skill road, and I think you're the perfect person to ask this to because I know you like to. Because all my to, skill, because <laughs> all your skill, you uh, you like to watch good hockey up and down things like that. But you also know that there's still an element in this game that I think will be preserved for a while, and that's just you know physical hockey. That's uh, teams laying out on the line and and showing some muscle getting in on the forecheck, working in the corners, working in front of the net. And uh, these teams have been successful, the Tampa Bay Lightning, for sure. uh, But did they go too far down that skill road? Can we say that?
1: It's tough. Uh... Yeah, you, know, you look at what happened to them in the playoffs last year, and it was uh, they got pushed out by uh, by Columbus. So um, it's it's one of those things where you know you you, you want a good team. Uh, you can't just have guys that are going to score, you know, you know seven eight goals, or a team that's going to score seven eight goals, and then give up seven or eight, and eventually that kind of bites you in the uh, in the rear end. But um, you know, you you have to have some uh, you know some some forwards that are going to wear down their defense. Uh, you got to have some uh, you know some some defensemen that are going to clear the front of the net and and intimidate a little bit and and uh, you know make a guy kind of second guess going into the corner and and trying to come up with a puck. So. Um, you know, it's great for the regular season to have all that skill and, you know, play run and gun and, and uh, you know, put up 120 points or whatever they did last year uh, in, in Tampa. But um, to have that mix and, you know, to make a big run in the playoffs, you have to have some guys that are willing to bang, willing to intimidate and, and uh, you know, and play great defense as well as put the puck in the net.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, Toronto especially has struggled. I mean, they're talking about potential coaching change. There with uh, Mike Babcock, a a ton of good young talent, but just haven't been able to put it together uh, this year. Hey, before we get out of here, Jax, we do want to touch on this Matt Calvert story in Colorado. Takes a puck off the head the other day. He's obviously down on the ice. There's blood on the ice. A pretty obvious scene uh, for everybody there. But play continues. They don't blow it dead. Eventually, uh, there's a goal Uh, We know the rule, the rule is that you let play continue unless it looks uh, serious because you don't want to blow a potential goal dead. Uh, But I don't know who could have watched that the other night and not thought that was serious.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It actually happened, uh, you know. I can't remember how many years ago, but I, I got uh, I got hit in the face and was uh, was bleeding all over the ice, and they, you know they continued to uh, to keep the uh, the play going, and uh, you know I ended up uh, scoring. Uh, uh, on that play and uh but yeah that was a scary uh, situation and uh with calvert uh, you know when you're when you're bleeding out of the side of your head and uh obviously you know struggled to get up and then fall down again um i'm surprised that they didn't blow the whistle and you know it, it's a tough tough job to be a referee but uh to have uh you know the play go on you never know uh you know, there hasn't been, uh, you know, a, a, a death in the NHL uh, because of a shot to the head, but, you know, you don't want to be in that situation and, and you want to take the uh, the safety of the player uh, uh, into account uh, first, and, and that's... Uh, uh, you know, it was a scary, uh, scary sight, and you could hear the comments from uh, some of the Colorado players later on. That uh, you know, especially Eric Johnson, uh, calling it a fucking joke, and, and all this stuff. And uh, you know, he's got a family at home, so you know, it's all about safety, and that's what you know they've been preaching at the NHL. And for that not to get blown down is uh, uh, is pretty tough.
0: Yeah, Jax touched on him, but you'll definitely want to see former Blue. Uh, Eric Johnson had some uh, pretty stern comments after the game about uh, the refs not blowing that play dead and allowing uh, Matt Calvert to, to stay there on the ice and, and bleed from the head. So we'll see what comes of that. Uh, Jax, I want to tell everybody that the Two Man Advantage podcast with Scott Burnside and Pierre Lebrun, they'll have Deputy Commissioner, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, on their podcast on Wednesday. Well, that'll do it for Episode 15 of... We Went Blues, we uh, thank you for listening. Blues and Tampa on the ice at Enterprise Center Tuesday night. Pat Maroon comes to town, and you'll get a look at the Blues' new offensive lines, which it looks like they will continue to have Clem Costin in them. So we'll see what uh, he looks like in his second game. For Barrett Jackman, I'm Jeremy Rutherford. Thank you for listening. This was Episode 15 of We Went Blues.